welcome back to part seven of uh, Prophetic Vision in the 21st Century, the message of Nevi'im Rishonim, the story of the Book of Shoftim. Uh, this series will focus on Shmuel Hanavi, how Shmuel Hanavi, the author of the Book of Shoftim, sent us many messages for our time. Uh, this entire series, which does not yet have an endpoint, um, is dedicated in memory of Rabbi Rachmiel ben Aaron Meir, which is the uh, Rabbi Jerry Friedlander, uh, Moshe Izan. Uh, and uh, so I thank again all, all, all my my old friends from Hillcrest uh, who were on the share tonight, and thank everybody who's live with me here in Shul. Uh, um, I, I am happy to announce that if you want to hear the beginning of the series, uh, it is available on uh, as a podcast um, along uh, what I what I uh, humorously call the Weiss Entertainment Network. It's uh, if you go, you could you could it's it's JewishPodcast.fm, and you could just, just Google my name, Rabbi Elisha Weiss, or you can go on Spotify or i or or iTunes or on uh, Google Music or any of those different uh, platforms, and you will be able. And you will be able to hear uh, uh, all the the, the shiurim from the beginning of the series. Some of my dafyomi shiurim are up there as well, but but they're old dafyomis. So uh, so uh, anyway, so if you missed that or you know someone else that would be interested in listening to it, I, I, there are people obviously listening to it because I saw numbers. So uh, so please be aware of that if you want the direct link, uh, um, I will actually post my number in the chat, and you could and you could uh, just send me a private message, and I'll be happy to send you the link for the Shiorim. Um, I will be also posting a, a series that I gave uh, between Pesach and Shavuos on, um, on religious Zionism. Uh, the series was called um, From Auschwitz to, to uh, Jerusalem. Um, it was a, a five or six part series. I, 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 it's not yet posted. I will be posting that as well. So, so you can look for that as well uh, as we, we try to expand the Weiss Entertainment Network. Okay. Uh, we were discussing, so um, I have a, a lot of different things that I want to talk about tonight. Uh, so we, were, we are in per, the, uh, towards the end of Perak Hay, of Herdal, I'm sorry, in Safer Shelter. We were discussing the war uh, between um, Sisera, who was, the, who, was the, who was Canaan, and Yavin Melech Canaan was the king, Sisera was the general, and, um, the, uh, and Barak and Devorah. Uh, we spoke last week about the greatness of Devorah and and what what you know what she contributed to Am Yisrael and how and how her greatness caused people to go and and to uh, to go and to to present herself uh, and people were searched her out and they wanted her advice and she was she was uh, really pushing people uh, to pushing people to learn Torah. Uh, and to and to to write the, the ship, uh, we spoke about how Barak did not want to go out to war without without him, uh, without her. I'm sorry, without Devora, and that and that that kind of put him in the background. Um, the the bus success Kibiyat Isha that in the hands of, of a woman Kibiyat Isha Yimkor Hashem Sisra in the hands of a woman Hashem will will uh, defeat Sisera. So we had two opinions in the Radak. Either it means Yael who's gonna kill Sisera, but the Radak did not look like that and felt that really it's Devora. Um, and so that really Devora, this, this is a story about Devora 
and her greatness. And it's not about young. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, three women tonight. And then I want to talk a little bit about Shiraz Tavora. Uh, and then Nevin Hashem next week, we're going we're gonna to start learning about Gidon. One of my favorite children. Okay. So it's interesting. So, so let me tell you a story. It's a Novi story. So um, one of my uh, all-time favorite people, because uh, I think he's one of the greatest people ever to walk this earth, was Yoshiao Amalek. Um, he is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, now we know we say Akina on Tishabov, Echa Eli Koninu Me'elav. That when when Yoshiao Amalek died, it says that Yemio Hanovi bitterly, bitterly cried uh, because because what he had accomplished as as an individual and and I always always on Tishabov I tell people I tell people on Tishabov that every time people say that individuals don't make a difference in Jewish history we prove that it's not true we prove that individuals make a huge difference and that individuals uh, are uh, are can change the whole world and Yoshio almost changed the world. And he was on that road and he was almost successful. Um, and and he, um, unfortunately, because uh, he didn't listen to the Navi when, when Paro, the king of Mitzrayim was, uh, uh, please everybody mute, I'm getting background noise. Um, so uh, when, pa when Paro, the king of Mitzrayim, wanted to pass through the land, then then what what, ha what happened was that he he did not listen to the Novi. He went to, to fight against Paro Nicho and eventually he died. And he died famously as the Kino describes, Sadiku Hashem, Marisi. Some say that Paragimel in, in Echa is about Yoshio Hamela. Now, uh, when when he was about uh, around 26 years old, he became king at eight. So he he decided that he wanted to order that the base of Migdash be repaired. And and they, the kings before him were, were on such a low level of Avodah Hashem that they didn't even have a Sefer Torah. There was no Sefer Torah. Finally, while they were while they were cleaning up the base of Migdash, they found the Sefer Torah. And the Sefer Torah was open to not next week's parsha, the following week's parsha. Parsha's Kisavo or Parsha's Kukosa, it doesn't matter. It was open up to the Tolkacha. And, and in the Tolkacha, it said what's going to happen to the Jewish people because they didn't follow what, what, Hashem, what Hashem was doing. And this was brought to the king. And, and the king made a big simus about it, and, and he went on a big tshuva campaign, so much so that the Novi describes that the Pesach that they celebrated what was, was on a new level. There was never such a Pesach celebrated in Amisra since way back to the period of the Shoftim that we're, that we're learning about. Now, what happened? What happened? So he took the say he took he went to the Novi. He went to the Novi, but he but he didn't go to but he didn't go to he didn't go to Yirmiyahu, who Yirmiyahu is the preeminent sage. He went to a woman named Fulda. Fulda is listed in the Gemara Megillah Dafya Dalid as one of the seven Navigo. And the reason the reason why why the reason why he went he went to, to, to her was because was because he thought that maybe if he goes to a woman 
that maybe because women have a greater sense of compassion, that maybe maybe the results will be a better result. That maybe her nashim rachmani oisem. Women are 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 a great have a great sense of compassion, much more than men, and that maybe somehow the nevua of of the korban will be averted. Of course, that did not happen, but but that was the idea, and that's the reason why 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 Chazal tell us that he didn't go to yet. He, he didn't go to. Okay, again, I have to ask everyone to please mute yourselves. I'm really hearing background noise. So um, anyway, everybody's muted. I don't know where that noise is coming from. All right, whatever. Anyway, so now why do I tell you this story? Because it's the story of Devora. So why was Devora? Why, why was Devora picked? So what is it about? Devora, and what is it about a, a woman that was picked to, to have such an illustrious role? So I, I saw really an interesting shot. Uh, the shot I saw was that women have something that men do not have. Women, by definition, are sharing people. Why? Because women have a baby inside them. And, and, and women, for a part of their life, cannot be to themselves. Women, women become when they women women were created to be sharing people. Women were created to be noshim rachmanios. That that is the teva of women. Men have to work on that midah much much more. And, and Devora was really represented that midah. She had such a caring for Am Yisrael. You know, we spoke about how she was called Ashes Lapidot. So there was a fire that burned in her. The fire was a fire of sharing, the, a fire of caring, a fire that she wanted to fix what was wrong with the Jewish people. And, and that was, and that spoke to her greatness. The second woman that we got up to, now we spoke about how, I mentioned at the end of last week, how Sisra, when, when Barak attacked Sisra, there was a tremendous vayaham. Uh, there was confusion and people started to flee and I, I mentioned the connection to the Six Day War and how it's a repeating story in our history. So then Sisra flees. And where does he go? Which is the second woman I want to talk about. Is Sisra Nasbiraglov, I'm on Pasuk Yud Zion, on page 138 in the art school. On page, Pasuk verse 17. Sisra Radak points out, runs in the, his army is fleeing. I just want to show you with all his bravery, where does he run? Not in the direction of the army. He runs the opposite direction. Everyone is fleeing in one direction. Um, as Radak points out, Sisra Yada, Shelo Yucha Lehimalate, Finoso. He knew that he couldn't, he was unable to run away. Because they would catch him. So he ran in a different direction. 
Shalo Yargishubo, they won't realize, he, he thought that if he runs in the opposite direction, they won't realize that, oh, he's, he's running away. Right, he runs not too far away. He runns to a close place to the tent of Ohel, uh, of Yael. Uh, the Navi tells us that there was peace between Hever HaKeni, which Yael is called Ishes Hever HaKeni, and Canaan. So he thought that that was Yishalom Ayah B'neim V'chashav She'yimaleitsham V'yastiru Aravor HaMilchama. And Radak says that, that, that Sisra believed that by running to the tent of Yael, that Yael will, will, because of the relationship between her and the family and Hever and Canaan, that he'll, she'll, she'll hide him She'll, she'll cover him up. She'll be a, a if I may use the comparison, she'll be Rachel. So in the same way that Rachel protected the spies that came to Yericho, that Yaya was going to do this. And, and, so, so, and her knowing this, knowing that that's how Sisera is going to feel, so what does she do? So, Pasa Yivchas, Vatetze Yael likras Sisera, Vatomere love, Sura Adoni, Sura Eli, Altira. She says, so Matsudat David points out, she saw he had a little bit of indecision. He was going in her direction, but he, he didn't know exactly if he should go and, and uh, go to her tent. So she comes out, So she tells him, says the Masudat come to me, don't worry, uh, everything, everything will be good. Okay. Uh, so he comes to her, and she um, and she covers herself up in she covers him up with a blanket. And then and then and then and then she plays the game with her. He wants water. What does he give her? And she gives him milk. Says Rashi, it makes the, the body feel heavy. It, it brings slumber upon a person. I don't know if she warmed it. And we know warm milk does that. People take, uh, take warm uh, milk to go to sleep. Um, but, um, and that's what she did. And, and then what happened? Just uh, He tells her, sister tells her, stand by the tent. She says, cover up for me. If somebody, if somebody is coming here, if, if, if someone asks for me, play the, I don't know. And, and that's what happens. So while he, he falls asleep, she takes the peg of the tent and, uh, and she kills her. I don't need to go into the glory details of how that went down, but uh, that's what happened. And then, of course, we named Barak Rodeva's sister. Radak was chasing after Sisra. Yael comes to, to Barak and says, Look, I'll show you. So, so Yael performs this great act of heroism. She kills the general, the army flees, and, and, and now Sisera is, I'm sorry, Barak is aware of the victory. 
and because of that, by Elokim Again, Hashem as the judge, Midas Adin. It says Elokim. Anytime it says Elokim, Hashem is the judge, and Hashem judges or you could say Hashem judges B'nai Yisrael and determines that B'nai Yisrael has done Shuva uh, and is ready for this kind of a Yeshua uh, in Am Yisrael uh, so because Hashem judged us in, in favor um, the army was tremendously victorious. It was 1957 all over again. It was again, once again in our history, it was the little army defeating the big army because because they come with the, with the chariots and they come with the horses, but we come with B'Shem with, Hashem. With that is exactly what David said to Goliath uh, when David went to fight Goliath and Goliath mocked him and said, and David said to him, he said, you come with your, your armor and your weapons, and but I come in, in B'Shem Hashem Elokei Yisrael, I come in the name of God, and, and my way is much better than, than your way, and my way will, and of course, David then does a tremendous Yeshua by killing Boyas. Um, I wanted to point out here that these stories is the story of our history. I pointed out how the, you know, Hanukkah is a celebration of Rabim Biyad Na'atim, right? But that's not the first time in history that's happened. It's all over Novi, it's all over Tanah. Our history is filled, uh, we, we read in uh, the parsha a couple of weeks ago, Ki Atem Hana'at, we call on him. We are the least among all the nations. I think about the uh, stats today. What are we, what is it, 0.01% of the world's population is Jewish? Uh, I, but yet the uh, but yeah we unbalance the world and Nobel Prize uh, winners and all kinds of things like that. But uh, but really we are we are we are ma'at mikol ha'amim. Hanukkah is not the first time in history that the rabbin was biyad ha'amim. Now but I know, but I want to show you how the story of Hanukkah is so parallels the story. So um, I didn't take out the Gemara. The Gemara, the Gemara in Shabbos tells the, tells the following. There are three places in Halacha that although, although there's a, a mitzvah say shehazman grama, right? Thank you. Although, although there is, a, a, although normally we say that a woman is not obligated to uh, do a mitzvah that has a, a set time, right? We have to, where it's locked in to a time, but the Gemara says there are three exceptions, and, and here we're actually only talking, we're talking about Mrs. Tarabonan, uh, when there's an exception on a Doraiso level, there, 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 the Gemara gives different reasons. By matzah, the Gemara says anyone who can eat chametz has to eat matzah, uh, Shabbos is, is obviously their mitzvah say and mitzvah losah say, and the Gemara says whoever has to do the, who can't, who can't do malachah also has to keep kiddush and all the other mitzvahs of Shabbos. There are three mitzvahs to Rabbanan. Now, now we have a principle in halacha, tikkun Rabbanan ke'in Doraisa. That when the rabbis make a, a halacha, when they make a takana, when they make a decree, it's modeled after mitzvahs in the Torah. So if the Rabbanan created a din, and the din has a, has, is locked into time, technically a woman is not obligated to do it. However, the Gemara tells us 
on Daf Chaf Gimel and Masecha Shabbos, the following: uh, Isha Badai Madlika. A woman uh, ha- has to light Hanukkah candles. Uh, Shulchan Aruch writes that if a woman is married, they shouldn't light separate candles from the husband because uh, Ishto Kukufo, uh, husband and wife, is considered one unit. But uh, let's say uh, girls, high school girls, they should light candles. Isha Vadai Madlika. A woman is supposed to lie to Amar Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Nashim Chayavos Benir Chanukah Sha'afheim Ayuv Osoenis. So there are three places in Halacha where we find that term. They too were included in the miracle. Number one is here in Chanukah. Number two is Purim. Women are also obligated to hear Megillah. Afheim Ayuv Osoenis Gemara Megillah Daf Dalit. And the third place is Arbakosos. Well, again. The Gemara uses the R, and then they're all this is the Rabbana. Abakosa is the Rabbana, Megillah is the Rabbana, and Hanukkah is the Rabbana. Now, we know in each of the three cases, it's not just by the way they were saved as well. In each of the three cases, women played an integral role. And, and, and I think that's the message of this parak. Rashi says here in, 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 in Mesech Shabbos, Shegazu Yuvanim al kol besulos hanusuos tafsar. There was a terrible decree. Uh, that 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 every woman who got married had to spend the first night with the Greek general, the Aliyad Isha Nasenes, and through a woman whose name is who the Shulchan identifies as Yehudis, uh, there was a a miracle. It's very it's very interesting. Uh, there are two halachas in Shulchan Aruch and the halachas of Hanukkah that reflect the importance of this story. So number one, story number one. Is is the halacha we just quoted? Isha Maglekes Ner Hanukkah Sha'afi Chayavis Bar Shulchan Aruch with Simon Tov Reishayin Hey Halacha Gimel. A woman is obligated uh, to to light candles in the same way that a man. Why? So writes the Mishnah Berurah and Tzivkat on Yud Sha'anes Hayag Gamlahem because the miracle happened to them as well. Sha'gizera Haisa Al Kol B'Sula Nisa Shetivael Lehegmon Tzvila. And the salvation, the miracle of Hanukkah also happened through a woman. Shabbas Yochanan Kohen Gadol, the daughter, who was, who was Yudis, the daughter of, of Yochanan Kohen Gadol, she cut off the head in a very similar story to this. The third area in Hanukkah where, where we have this halacha is, is the Ramah. The Ramah writes... Uh, the Ramara writes in Simon Tufresh Simon Tufresh Ayin. He writes the following. He said, "Vinoagim Lomar Zmiros v'Sishbachos v'Seuda Shemarim Mahem." As a minute on Hanukkah, we're supposed to sing Zmiros. That Rigeishomim Sheyesh Lechol Gevina Hanukkah. The Ramara quotes a minog to eat cheese on Hanukkah. That does that. You're supposed to have a cheese on Hanukkah. Pisha Nes Nase Becholov Shehechila Yehudis Esoliyev. The Ramah quotes it. The Ramah quotes that Yehudis, who was the daughter of the Yochanan Kohen Gadol, she fed cheese to the Roman general and killed the Roman general, and that stopped the the terror of, of this story. So uh, anyway, so I I think the point of the story. And why does Anovi tell us the story of Yael? Why, why, why is it giving us all this detail of what she did and how she lured him into the tent? Because it's a repeating story in our history. Again, to go back to what I said on week one, the Novi is the story of our history. If the Novi is not speaking to us, 
it's not written down. And if it's written down, we need to find the message. And, and Yael was, was a hero, uh, but she wasn't the only hero. She, she may have been the first to do something like that. Yeah, but we see it. What? But we see, but we see, we see that throughout our, we see throughout our history, there were there were such stories that it's not the first uh, story in history uh, where 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 women really came to the forefront and women were really um, created uh, Yeshuas in Am Yisrael. It started with Mitzrayim and it continued in the Novi and it's the story of Hanukkah. The problem, the Adnaatim, is is our story. Okay, so that's. So that's why Shmuel tells us the story of Yael to tell us that that, that it's a foreshadowing that there are going to be other such stories and you're going to see that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to create Yeshua through these great women and their heroism um, in, in in their stories. Okay, so that, that's one message. Number two. Uh, now let's turn to a woman who wasn't so great. Um, in in the end of Perakay. Now I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the Shira. I'm gonna. We'll, we'll make a couple of points, and then on the Shira, and then and then we'll uh, then we'll go on to Gido next week. But at the end of Parakeh, the Novi tells us the following story: uh, Devorah, in her song, on Pesach Kafes. I don't know. I thought he was somebody coming here. The no, the the Novi um, at, at the at the end of Parakeh of Parakeh Kafes, uh, on page one fifty, says. The Adha Halonish Kafa, Vatiabev Aim Sisra, the Adha Eshnam. Through the window, the mother of Sisra gazed. And she was standing and she was waiting. And she was waiting for the chariot of Sisra to arrive in victory. She was ready to greet Sisra in, in a, almost to create her own parade. Huh? She was excited that, that, the, that her son is going to. Create this this tremendous victory uh, in, in, in among against Am Yisrael, and of course, of course, as we know, she, he, he didn't come. And when and when she did not come, and uh, when he did not come, she begins to cry. Vatiyabev, uh, Radak points out, Vatiyabev is Haria, Hashanah Shofar. So so the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. Uh, so it makes the following comment. The Gemara Rosh Hashanah and Daf Lamed Gimel Lamed Beis says, in in the description of the mitzvah of Tikkia Shofar on Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara and Daf Lamed Gimel Lamed Beis says the following: Amar Abaye, Baha Vaday Pligi. So there's a machlokes. What is the true? Pasuk says, Dixiv Yom Trua Yehei Lahom, Umitargeminen Yom Yebava Yehei Lahom. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah says. That there's a machlokis exactly what is a trua. So we know that there's three shitas of what a trua is. Either a trua is what we call trua, or it's what we call shvarim, or it's the combination of shvarim and trua. That's why there's a machlokis achronim about uh, when you blow when you blow shvarim trua before musab, you have to blow it with one neshima, shtei neshimas. It's machlokis or mo'as meiko, but but others hold that that when you blow shofar before uh, musab on Rosh Hashanah, it's supposed to be in one. Shvarim and Trua are supposed to be in one breath. That's a machlokes aposkim, but uh, it comes from here because it's machlokes exactly what's the nature of Trua. But says the Gemara an incredible comment. It says biada halon nishkafa, and it says uksiv beimei de sisra biada halon nishkafa vatiabev emsi. 
the Gemara in trying to ascertain what is the nature of the sound of the shofar of Trua, quotes our Pasek from Terekei in Sefer Shoftim of how the mother of Sisra was looking out the window and, and she was and she was crying. And so Marasavar Genuche Ganach one holds um, that it was a wailing sound. So the Kabbalah learns from the story of Sisra what a shofar should sound like. It's some form of a crying sound. Either it's the wailing sound or it's a full cry or it's a wail into a cry, which is far and true. Now, the, now the obvious question is, is what is the Gemara doing? Okay, we understand that the Gemara is trying to analyze what it, what a trua is. But why do I need Sisra? First of all, is Aim Sisra the only woman in history that ever cried? Uh, you know, plenty of women cried. Uh, you know, so what what is this focus on on Aim on Aim Sisra? So, um, so I, I I'm happy to say, because the share is in memory of Rabbi Friedlander. Um, I want to tell you a word that uh, Moshe told me that his father used to say about this. So, so I can share that with you. In fact, I'm going to read. I'm going to. I'm going to read you from his earlier. Uh, what what exactly he said? Get it? Okay. So, we, so this is what this is what Moshe writes to me. What his father said in the name of his father. We liken the shofar blows to the crying of sister's mother, because that period where she is waiting for her son is what we experienced on Rosh Hashanah. We don't know. It's a period of uncertainty. We are concerned. How, how is the din going to be noted? How is HaKadosh Baruch Hu going to inscri inscribe us? If we will live or will die? And that's the period of uncertainty that the shofar sound represents. So in other, in other words, the, the experience of Aim Sisra, or Freelander explained, is, is, is that experience of, of everyone on Rosh Hashanah. As we say in Dabri, that we all come in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, um, at, at like the sheep is born in front of the shepherd. Uh, so that, and we just don't know how it's going to go. And, and if we could try for a moment to kind of visualize, to try to visualize how the mother of Sisra felt at that moment in time, and, and, we, and we could try to appreciate the uncertainty of, that she felt, we could understand what Rosh Hashanah is about and what the Shofar is about. But it's more, it's, I think it's even more than that. Um, I, I think it goes beyond that. It's not just the uncertainty. It's also for us, she, that we remember, her pain was our Yeshua. So our uncertainty is also in the shofar. Gemara tells us that we should say Malchios, we should say Zichronos, and we should say Shofaros. And the Gemara says, Malchios is so that you should make me king over you. Zichronos, that the good memories of you 
should go should go up to me. Ubames the Gemara. How does that happen? How do how do we send the good memories? How do we send our tefillos up to our Kodesh Baruch Hu? This shows. Them. So perhaps perhaps if I could extend on Rabbi Freelander's idea, is that the uncertainty is solved by the shofar. She was uncertain and she was crying. But our tears, because I'll tell us that that the, that the tear that the gates of of tears are never shut. That, that, that when there's a tear, when we shed a tear, it always goes up to Shemayim. I think I mentioned, uh, you know, Mordechai ben David has that song. Um, you know, uh, in, in the cup, there's a, a, a that grows bigger each day. And, and I heard that Hashem uh, gathers our tears and when, and when it's full, that, that day will come. So that idea of, of, of the tears of Am Yisrael uh, that gather. So when we have the uncertainty, Chazal tell us that, that we have we have a we have a way out of this. If we come in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu and, and and we understand our plight, we understand that that that, that our lives are our lives of uncertainty, and, and we don't know from moment to moment what a Kaddish Baruch Hu is decreeing for us. And then we take that idea and we pull shofar on Rosh Hashanah. So then, so, that, so then we're guaranteed that it's going to go up. Bameh, how is it going up? It's going up. And our uncertainty comes in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and he sees our tears, and he sees our fear, and he see, and he, and, and he understands that we're here to to be choizet to him, to return to him, to connect to him. And a Kodesh Baruch Hu looks down and and and, and, and decrees that we should be rid ma'al to chayim tovim l'shalom. And that that's also the message of Aim Sisra. Um, another word I saw is that Sisra represented the opposite of what we're supposed to be. Sisera represented Midas Avzarius, the, the worst kind of person out to persecute, out to destroy people's lives. And, and, and she cried over that. And, and the Shofar reminds us that we have to undo the Midas Avzarius in the world, that we have to undo the, the sense of, of anger, the sense of hatred, the sense of, uh, of meanness that, 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 that exists in the world. And by blowing the Shofar and reminding ourselves of what Aim Cicero was like, and what Cicero was like, it's so, it's so to speak, we, we go to the opposite end by blowing shofar and being poiser and chuba. So that's that's the story of of, of the mother of of Cicero. Um, and that's the story of Yael, and that's the story of Yehudas. Just a couple of more ideas. As I see, the time is as time is running. Um, okay. So I wanted to, because I really want to start with Gidon. So just give me, uh, give me about another 10 minutes. And I want to talk about uh, what's called a karasatov. So the question that always bothered me is we have, I think, four shiras in Tanakh. We have the shira that we say every day in Davening, Az Yashir Moshe. We have um, the shira in Parsha Schukas, Az Yashir. Uh, Ali Bener Enula Be'er, you know the the Shir of the Be'er, that's in Parsha Kupas. Then we have Devora, and then we have David Amelach, uh, which is the Haftarah for the seventh day of Pesach. By Daber David as the Rei Ashirah. It's the only parak in Tanakh that repeats. That that parak is at the end of Shmuel Beis, and it's also almost almost word for word. I think a couple of words are different. Almost word for word is in Tehillim, where David Amelach describes his 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 great salvation the day that he felt like he was redeemed from his enemies. So the question I always had was, was I understand, and 
So on the other end, the Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin that 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 a Kaddish Baruch wanted to make his Giyah a Melech Mashiach. And what happened was that when Assyria attacked and there was a tremendous Yeshua in Am Yisrael, his Giyahu negated to sing Shira. And the, so the Malachim protested in front of a Kaddish Baruch and they said, David Amnelech, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, David Amnelech, who who wrote the most shiros in the world? That uh, uh, David Amel was calling the Im Zemiros Yisrael. He's not Mashiach. This guy, as great as he might have been, if his girl was was great, um, he failed in singing Shira. Him, he's going to make Mashiach, and that was one of those uh, missed up missed opportunities. So I, I always question, like, why? Okay, it's obviously important for us to know that when great events happen, people sang Shira. But why does the why does the Tanakh have to go into such detail? Why do we have to know every little word that they said? What what how they sang it? The the Gemara and Sota again. I think it's the second paragraph talks about how how Azir went down. Uh, Moshe, either Moshe said it, they repeated it, or they all had the same inspiration. Or Moshe only said Moshe said all the lines that everyone said. Ashir al Hashem ki The Gemara and Sota. But why is this important? So I think I I, I think that there's an important lesson. That the, that the Tanakh is teaching us about being grateful. You know, where, where's the first time we see we see we see that? By once again, our theme of the night, women, Leah. But Leah, the Gemara says, is the first person to openly thank a Kaddish Baruch when Yehuda is born. She doesn't, you know, Reuven is born, Shimon is born, Levi is born. She talks about how this is going to make me closer to Yaakov. But when she, when Yehuda is born, she says, "Hapamo Hashem." There's nothing to talk about here. I'm just going to say thank you to Akadosh Baruch Hu. Akadosh Baruch Hu has given me a tremendous gift. Given me four children. It means that no, none of the wiser Yaakov can have can have can have a more of a greater contribution to Am Yisrael than me. So there's, there's nothing left for me to do. I have to say thank you. And Leah says, and Leah says thank you. And and we are called Yehudim because ingrained in our DNA is the concept of Hakara Satov. It goes from Moshe not being able to do the first three makos. So, so the so we know every every kid knows the Rashi because Moshe was saved by the Nile River and and uh, the land saved him. So Aaron does the first three makos. So the quest the question also becomes is what is that about? What what why why is that important? Like, let's be honest. The river is not going to say to Moshe. Uh, you know, uh, I saved you, and now you now you now you're messing with me. That's not going to happen. Um, the the land is not going to say to Moshe, you know, you're messing with me. They're not. They're inanimate. What's the message? So there's a tremendous piece from Rav Dessler about this, and he says the following. He said, "You so gadol makip a kochel sanefesh over adam miskalulana bazeh kol midos hanefesh mushpaos beniflos al yedei haregesh." He says. You know, you know how you create midos in yourself? With feeling. If you feel it, it's going to become part of you. If you don't feel it, we could read every Musa Sefer in the world. We could read every page of Tanakh. You don't feel it. You don't experience it. Uh, the, 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 Ramban, the Ramban says this as well. The Ramban says that, that, that we need to, to uh, take out the concept of tshuva, and it has to... It has to to excite ourselves to observe a mitzvah, we have to take it into, into the emotional level. If it's not, if it's not an emotional thing, 
then, then, it, does, then it doesn't have such meaning. And, and Rav Desla points out, he says, he says, when Moshe, when Moshe looks at the, at the Nile River and says, that's, that's the body of water that protected me. He, he's feeling it. He, he has a personal attachment to it. So the midah of hakara sato, the midah of gratitude is being built up in him because he's feeling it. And, and, that's, and, and that's shot why, why Moshe couldn't hit the, hit the water. Because, and, and the Medrash Tanakuma takes it a step further. He writes, Yesh Adam Shosem Evan Besoko. He says, can he drink water from a well and then throw a rock in it? But like, like there's something missing in that action. The what? You're thirsty and you drink from the well. You don't throw, you don't, you don't throw a rock in it because it, it um, because you have to have a sense that the well, the well was there to serve you. Uh, and you know, uh, Rav Chaim Shmulevitz points out in one of his schmoozes when 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 Bnei Israel was commanded to attack Midian after the sin of Balpur, Moshe doesn't go because Midian was his home. Midian was a place where people where people helped them. There's 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 a, a great line. Um, there's a movie that was made um, by Disney called Miracle at Midnight. It's the story of the rescue of the Danish Jews during the war. Uh, anyway, there's a great line at, at at the end at the end of the movie. Um, at the end of the movie, the, the two ministers are, are, are sitting on on a bench in the park after all the Jews have been saved. It was over five thousand Jews were sent to Sweden, and and one 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 of the ministers was the head of the Nazi party in Denmark. And the other, the other minister turns to him and says, says why did you do it? He says, how did you do it? And, and he says to him, he says to him, he says, when I came to Denmark from Germany, he says, these people greeted me. These people were, were part of my lives. And some of the people that made me feel at home were Jewish people. He says, it's easy to persecute faceless, but, but these people are not faceless to me. These are people that meant something to me, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't let them, I couldn't let harm come, come to these people. And th I think that's the idea of the shira, that you got to feel it. When, when, if you feel it, you know, the, the, the Mishnabur writes that a person says, Az Yashir, with the chok, with, with kavana every day, you're, all your sins are forgiven. Because you've reached, you've taken yourself to an, another level. And that's what the, the Torah is telling us when it's telling us about, about um, the Shira. Uh, and in fact, in fact, it goes even further that Akara Satov is really essential to our faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, the, the Sefer Achinoch writes by the Mitzvah Kibbut Avayim. He said, he said, why is there a Mitzvah Kibbut Avayim? Isn't it an obvious thing that a person should, should respect their parents? And, and he writes, um, I don't know she, and he writes that that it, it's it's a hakara sato. It, it's the recognition your parents your parents took care of you when you couldn't take care of yourselves, and, and you have to in return you have to have that feeling for them. And he and he, and the, the Sefer Achinuch says he says if you have that connection you're going to turn it towards a Baruch Hu. You're going to realize that he created them, and that's why the Gemara says There are three partners person has. Of it, Imo and Akadosh Baruch because because when you feel that connection, and we certainly feel for our parents, and we feel and we recognize what they have done for us, that creates a certain feeling of Akadosh Sato. and that's the message of, of the Shira. So when it says Vatasha Devora, and, and Rashi points out that she's highlighted uh, Ben Abinoam, they felt the miracle, 
and they felt that the miracle was such a such an amazing exper experience for them that it that it caused them as Rashi says in the beginning of Parakeh he says he says because it caused the people to turn back to Kodesh Baruch everything they experienced, the, the Rabbim Be'adam the Hanukkah of their time, they experienced, and that turned, that caused them to turn back to Kodesh Baruch So this Shira is, is, is a story of embedding that message of Akorah Satov. A person has a Korah Satov, then, then he can go so far. Because, because it's, a, it's, it's such an, a critical midah because it impacts every aspect of, of life. And that's why the Tanakh tells us all the shiras. Because they want us to tell us not just that people said thank you, but people felt the thank you. They expressed it with emotion. And there was tremendous emotion. Moshe at the Yamsuf, David Amelech at the end of his, uh, when he said it, and Devorah and Vara and Devorah, they, they expressed the tremendous emotion that they had. Um, and Uri, Uri Devora and Pasuket Beis, you know, awaken Devora. The praise of Devora is awakened. And, and she goes on, she goes on to talk about uh, Matan Torah. It, there's references to Matan Torah in the Shira. There's, there are different references to, to uh, our story. Um, she criticizes the Shvatim that don't join in the war and talks about how, how to appreciate a Kaddish Baruch. We have to be no but all Chavero. We have to we have to think about other people. We have to feel for other people. And that's part of Hakorah Satov. And that, that's the real message of this story, of to show Hakorah Satov. And that's why there's, right? Yael, we have to have a great Hakorah Satov for Yael for what she did. Um, and she's blessed of the women in the tent. And she goes on to, to talk about all, all, of these, all of these different things. And in the end, she talks about, the, 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 the Novi tells us about the peace that, that's in the land for 40 years. So that's the, three, that's the story of the three women that I wanted to talk about tonight. That's the message of Akora Satov that I wanted to talk about tonight. And Amir Hashem, uh, next week, uh, next week we start 8 o'clock, okay? Uh, I probably won't go earlier than 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll start 8 o'clock next week and we'll talk about Gidon and we'll begin to tell the story of Gidon. Again, I want to thank all my friends from the Young Israel Hillcrest for joining me. I want to thank all my friends from America, Israel, Marine Park, both who are sitting here in the room with me, as well as those that are that are online. Uh, Mr. Sham, we will continue certainly up till Rosh Hashanah, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to continue it after Yantar. Good night, everyone, and thank you for coming.